Many people think that the best way to escape war is to dwell upon its and to imprint them vividly from the minds of the younger generation. They flaunt the grisly photographs before their eyes. They fill their ears with terrors of time. They dilate upon the inestimable of generals and admirals. Hey guys, welcome to the second episode of the Smart Podcast. I'm glad you made it here for the second episode, and today we will be talking about television, what makes television good, what makes those good shows good, and how it is influenced by the experience of millennials in their lives, and what our favorite TV shows are. I say our because I have my good friend here, David White, and he will be talking with me and we're just going to be uh, dialoguing back and forth on our favorite TV shows and things of that nature. Uh, David, say hello. Hello. And uh, so I have one question for you, David. Um, what's the last TV show you watched before you came here? Uh, I wasn't expecting that one. Uh, the last TV show that I watched was Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Why, why that show? It was, on, was it on Netflix, by the way? No, nah, it was on Hulu. It was on I've been Hulu. using my okay. friend's uh, Hulu, and it's free, so you know. So why that show? What what draws you to Marvel's Agents of Shield? Well, to start off, well it all goes through my past. Whereas I I loved superheroes growing up. Just the just the aspect of being one and just being able to fly. Like oh you know just, just growing up as a kid. So you know I uh, love the Flash. I love shows like Gotham and Batman. Batman being my favorite superhero. And I guess I have like this this uh, what's the word this drive to just watch these type of shows. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got into Marvel's Agents of Shield. Um, it had it was had a rough start, but then after a couple of episodes, I really started to get into it, and then to see that it's a really good show. It's it's uh I, I agree with that too. In that um, I started watching Marvel's Agents of Shield on Netflix, I think last summer. Mm-hmm. I binge watched I think the first two or three seasons. Um, it, that was on Netflix. I know Hulu has this thing where you can watch a show right the day after it right. airs, but you don't have to wait. You have to wait for Netflix to get those whole episodes and those whole seasons. So I binge-watched it. I remember I stayed with the show because, uh, what's her name? The, the lead actress, she's uh, Daisy. Is it Chloe yeah, Bennett? It was Sky in the beginning. Yeah, it was Sky in the beginning. Not trying to ruin anything That's for you guys. Not trying to ruin anything. <laughs> it's a good show. You guys should watch it. Not trying to spoil anything, but I'm sure we did it. Um, but I literally watched I'm being honest here. I watched it because I thought she was extremely attractive. Yeah. I just like seeing her on the television screen. But, then, bad, so. the, but then the storyline and... Um, just how the show operated in the Marvel Universe without having to rely too heavily on superheroes. Yeah. I thought that was very interesting. And I, I, I like the story. I like the things that it talked about. I think, for the most part, it was just thoroughly entertaining. So, Not to uh, go off topic a little bit, but I honestly didn't like the aspect of not having uh, superheroes in the show. When I first heard Marvel's in the show, I was thinking more like, okay, it's going to be like a lot of powers and all that. And I'm not trying to ruin anything for any of the people that, that are going to watch it in the future, but in, towards the beginning, there wasn't like that many uh, powers and all that. It was more like guns and like uh, fighting and strategy and all that, and I didn't like that aspect of the show. So before we get back to David, I asked my good friend and cousin, Adrian Marson, to also give his opinion on what television programs he decides to watch. Here's what he had to say. 
One of the things that I had to realize is that all forms of art, first and foremost, influences you in one way or another. Um, and that same concept, that same idea applies to the shows that you watch. So we have to come to a realization that these directors, these writers, they have their own messages that they want to portray to the audience. They have their own ideologies that they want to express to the viewers of the show, right? So through writing the plot, they use that as a tool, as a medium to tell what's on their mind. And they, they do it in such a way where the plot is used as uh, like a metaphor um, to speak the language of the demographic or the community or the environment, whichever one, so that they can understand whatever message that they're trying to tell. Um, so it's, it's one thing to just tell 50 people, hey, um, drugs are bad, right? But it's another thing to write a show about how the effects changed um, a teacher who sold drugs um, and how it changed his life and how it changed his loved one's lives, right? See, now we're hooked to the show and we see the effects of drugs being done through the lens of a television screen, which has a much more influence sometimes than just being lectured on it. I think that's the beauty when it comes to a good show that has a good message is that it's literally used as a learning mechanism. And when I can look at a plot and say, okay, the message that they're trying to get across is something that is very applicable to my life, um, that's something that I can truly uh, decide, yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and start watching this show. Um, so essentially, it's not necessarily about popularity. And it's not about how successful the show is or how much money it's making um, or if it has uh, a nice plot. Um, sometimes it really comes down to are they using their plot effectively to express an ideology that I can agree with? Or are they using it to express a message that I would like to learn more about? So Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is one. So I also want to know, what is your all-time favorite TV show that you're watching right now? I know we go to the same school, and there are a lot of opinions flying on what the best TV show is. And everyone wants to be, you know, on the, on the, they want to be on the cusp of the, uh, the greatest show that's being watched. They want to know what's going on and the best show that's being aired. So how about you? What's the best show you're watching right now, or your favorite, rather? Well, my favorite show that I'm watching right now is uh, Person of Interest. Mm. Uh, the main character of the show is a guy by the name of Reese. Mm -hmm. He was uh, in the CIA. And uh, he meets uh, this uh, hacker by the name of... Uh, oh, I forgot his name right now. but um, Finch, yeah, Finch. Finch, yeah, yeah, Finch. And then they end up working together. Finch creates a supercomputer. And it's, look, I can go about the plot all day, but for the sake of time, uh, it's like... What I like about the show the most is, like, the aspect of uh, just how Reese, he was in the CIA, he did a lot of uh, terrible things, a lot of terrible things, 
But then you can see how he um, just grows and just matures in the show and how he's working towards, he's fighting with his past and he's working towards being a better person through the show. And just like the relationships that they encounter, uh, the action, of course, mm-hmm. you know, it's a great, great storyline. Um, I definitely recommend the show altogether. But yeah, that's about it. I also watched Prison of Interest, too, and that's also one of my favorite shows. A fun fact, that show was created by Christopher Nolan's brother, Jonathan Nolan. Mm. And you can you can get some of those some of those postmodern vibes in that show too, just like how a lot of Christopher Nolan Nolan's movies have also. And uh, I can see why you like the show because the show definitely has great commentary on the relationship between people, technology, privacy, government safe <laughs> surveillance, morality. Because, you know, in the show, which it, if we don't want to spoil it for you if you end up watching it, they, they definitely uh, uh, have this question of morality of, you know, whether Team Machine is yeah. doing the right thing. Because what they're doing is illegal, and you'll see when you watch it. But that's, it's, it's a very interesting take on, on post, this post-9-11 world of surveillance and security. Um, so... So it's Prince of Interest, it's Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So here's the thing, right? I already know, because we know we've been friends for years. I know you watch Game of Thrones. I know oh, no. that it's a, it's a, <laughs> I know it's a big thing because you watch it. More like All of our films. friends watch it. My brother watches it. A lot of my family members watch it. Right. Um, but I don't watch it, right? Mm-hmm. So tell me, am I missing out on something? You are. Okay. It's a fantastic show. Uh, it takes place in medieval times. Why I like it? Uh, I like it because man, the action's amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow, the action is amazing. I just like you just like to see like the battle for control and power, and uh, you definitely find out like what characters you like, and you never know who's going to die. Like they kill off main characters in the show. I'm not trying to spoil anything for anyone, but that's what took that's what captivated me with the show is the fact that like anyone could die. Uh, Granted, there's a lot of uh, sex scenes in the show where I know the creator said that you know, back in those times, that was that was how it was like. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you take that away, I mean, uh, it's still a good show that I feel like anyone can get into and enjoy. like that. So, you know, uh, for, for, for the title of, the, um, of this episode of the podcast, it says, you know, uh, a guide to TV for, for millennials mm-hmm. or a variation of that title. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested and very curious to know what is your go-to guide to watching television? You know, there's so many shows. Mm-hmm. There's almost every single show that premieres, at least on a major uh, cable network mm-hmm. or on Netflix, has a, at least a, an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, right? Yeah. And that's a good score. So there's all these shows. Like, how was how one supposed to decide what <laughs> to watch? Well, for me, I definitely... Uh it's my friend group. I know that when when I'm you uh, when I'm with you or I'm with uh, my friends um, back at school and like we all like primarily watch the same uh, shows and I see him watching a new show. I'm like, oh, what show is that? Da, da, da. And we start talking about it. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm gonna get into it because I trust them. I trust you when it comes to those type of choices that I want to make when it comes to shows. Um, aside from that, when I'm by myself, I'm looking at new shows. Um, I I love action. I love suspense. Uh, so. Whenever I look for a show, I'm just scrolling down Hulu. Um, I definitely uh, I look at make sure I, I look at the show first, and I go to Rotten Tomatoes, look through review because I love Rotten Tomatoes. I definitely respect the uh, the critic the cri- critics ah, the critics and uh, what they have to say about um, specific shows, and then I take it from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mostly it's just my friend group. 
that gives me the ideas of what shows I want to watch or what shows I'm not supposed to watch, you know? I feel that. I feel that. I know both of us watch uh, The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. It comes on AMC, mm-hmm. right? And um, that show is rough. I don't know. Rough as in? <laughs> it's, 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 it's good. Like, it's done well. Oh, it's dark. But sometimes it's just so tough to watch. <laughs> because it's like... <laughs> Because honestly, it's like, can these people just get a break? Yeah. You know, Rick and his group, they've been out in this in this world where zombies are taking for over years. the entire planet for uh-huh. years. And just, there's a constant stream of terrible things that happen. We can't go they into detail. Right, right. We can't go into detail, but they can't Damn. get a break. And it, it's, it's weird because a small part of me is just like, I really wish the show would just end mm-hmm. so their suffering can just stop. Because right. I can't take it. People getting hit in the head. People dying out of nowhere. Arrows uh-huh. to certain places that we're not going to talk about. <laughs> but is it weird that I kind of like that type of stuff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Why? Why? why uh, <laughs> please, please uh, explain. Oh, no. Please tell me. Please. Oh, uh, for the audience. Um, well, you know, uh, do I really want them to find a safe haven? Yes. Uh-huh. But maybe like the last episode of the show. Other than that, I just love the like, I just love the character build. Mm-hmm. And then seeing like a character get an arrow to the eye. <laughs> <laughs> no, on a serious note, less dark. Uh, <laughs> damn, I feel like that's what adds to the show, right? Not just mindless, uh, just chaos and just um, heads being chopped off, but like the aspect of just like you build a closer relationship with these characters. You feel like you're on the journey with them, mm-hmm. and then. You read like like what Jordan's saying. You uh, you just want them to find a safe place, but at the same time, there's just so many things happen to them, and like you just see them uh, overcome so many obstacles and just uh, become smarter, become more resor- more resort. What's the word? Oh, uh, resourceful. Resourceful. Yeah, resourceful. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like when you see them uh, come at a new obstacle, now you're just like, okay, yo, kill him. Yeah, yeah, do this, do that. Yes, yeah, slice that because you know they had that that type of uh, skill set yeah. to do that. <laughs> Because they're real, like you can't right. stop them, you know. And I feel like I just want to see them become even more awesome, like as the show goes on. You know, it's right, the point where right. like nobody can stop them. You know. Right. Yeah, I, I think character growth is um, is obviously something that is pivotal to a TV show. Yeah. But I understand that feeling because in watching that show too, and in watching any show where you see the character start from this point. Mm-hmm. To, to that point and you see that growth over time right? right and you see them do something crazy or something heroic or something despicable that you know they wouldn't have done in the first season <laughs> yeah. you, 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 you get really excited you stand up you're cheering right I, I hope you're not cheering someone getting their head cut off uh-huh, but yeah. um uh-huh. I think <laughs> I think Breaking Bad is a really good um it does that it does the character arc perfectly the entire show I gotta get into that Entire show, yes, you have to finish it. The, the entire show is a huge character arc for Walter White's character, Aaron Paul's character too. But it's it's uh it's not Walter White's character, but Walter White. Mm-hmm. It's a huge arc for him. The in, in the entire series is it just goes from him being you know, a chemistry teacher yeah. to being um I'm not gonna spoil it, but just this you know just, mm-hmm. this individual that is. Honestly, despicable, and does some really messed up and crazy stuff. And honestly, by the end of it, I didn't even like him that much. Oh, seriously? Yeah, because like, <laughs> because his his character was so um, you know, he was a family man. He was a good guy. Yeah. But the things that happened, like the show, really pushed pushed the boundaries of what I think an antihero is. 
And even obviously that was the goal of the show to show that arc of how a normal person can can, can completely change mm-hmm. who they are. But um, I think that also speaks to our postmodern society too, where morality is something that is extremely gray. It's not black and white. Yeah. It's not shows like Ponderosa back in the day, right. where um, where you have these clear cut good guys and there are these bad guys, and there's really no in between. Right, mm-hmm. there's all, all these classic shows from the '80s and '70s, just showing, I guess, the the development of our society today, and that's the kind of shows I think we are we're more drawn to because they reflect our world more so than those old TV shows do, right? Because it's it, the world isn't gray, morality is gray. Excuse me, the world isn't so black and white as these old TV shows would um, happen to have you believe. So I have an article here, right? Okay. And in thinking about different things that make TV shows good, I have it on my phone. Let me just pull it up. It's 13 uh, rules for creating a prestigious TV drama. And they talk about uh, shows such as Breaking Bad, Dexter, Homeland, The Wire. The Wire is really good. Sopranos is really good. House of Cards is great yeah. also. Um, and this is, also, this, this is also a short list, I guess, for suggestions for you that are listening if you want to check these out. Boardwalk Empire, Sons of Anarchy, True Blood. Sons of Anarchy. Never watched True Blood, uh, Lost, and, all, of course, Game of Thrones. So rule one is start uh, with an anti-hero. He has to be middle-aged. Um, things like, you know, he has to have a... Uh, he has to have a business that is the microcosm of American, the American dream, and they're just talk about other things about how you know giving them a family is good. Uh, other things such as uh, sex, how sex is a big pull in TV shows, and putting that in can increase your fan base. Such I, Game of Thrones, <laughs> yeah, just Game of, such Game is of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> and, and things like you know parcel, you have to parcel out violence. Where I think this is a, this is a good that's also a thing that is also interesting to talk about is how violence is now portrayed in TV. Now I just want to ask your opinion on that. How do you think about what do you think about violence being portrayed on TV today? Do you think it's too much? Do you think it's too little? Do you think it's being used responsibly? Things like that. Uh, it really depends on the show, Jordan. I know that uh, you know there's just there's those shows where it's just like mindless violence, you mm-hmm. know. But it's, there's shows like The Walking Dead, like I just said, where it's just... There's shows like The Walking Dead, like I just said, where it's like... Uh, there's violence, mm-hmm. but it's... Uh, if I make sense, it's organized, you know? It uh, goes with the flow of the show. Right. So, uh, you know, it's just crazy to think that, like, back in the day, I used to love just, like, violence. Like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. You know, uh, heads being blown up. Uh, people are uh, biting each other's necks and all that. Heads, um, The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. But, uh, great show. Um, <laughs> but now, now that we're older, and, um, you just, you look at violence just like, uh, especially those mindless shows, uh, where it's, uh, very violent. You're just like, uh, can I really get into this? Am I, do I feel, uh, I kind of feel like, uh, I'm sinning. Mm-hmm. And that's where, if I'm not, like, getting something out of the show. Right. Along with the mindless violence, you know? So that's why I ha- I know that I have to be very uh, careful with what shows that I that I watch that I get into because I want shows uh, that uh, teach me something at the end of the day along with the Miles Bounds, you know. Right. So I I completely agree with you in that um, <clears throat> I think the best way to display violence on television I think it's just any medium in general mm-hmm. is showing the consequence 
of violence in the show. Yeah. So if, if, you, if you show the consequence of violence, it obviously, I think, makes the portrayal a little bit more responsible. It doesn't make it just so mindless. I think violence sometimes is necessary in shows and stories because it's a part of life. It's a part of the human experience, right? So some of the, so so I think violence is necessary in some shows, but it obviously, like you said, um, it depends on how it's used, and it's being if it's being used mindlessly, then it can kind of deter you a little bit, or maybe not, right? Right. Um. So in speaking of uh, violence and other aspects of television, I know humor is something that is also big, and I know a lot of the shows that we've talked about. They're pretty much dramas, right? A lot of them are really serious in tone, mm-hmm. really dark. But let me ask you quickly: What are your favorite uh, comedies? What makes them good? What, what, do, what do you think? My favorite comedies. Okay, so I'm just gonna give you my top three. Mm-hmm. Okay, so number one, I have Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes, uh, great show. Definitely should watch it. Uh, number two, I have this uh, this show that used to come on Netflix. Uh, you both watched. What's it called? Uh, uh, the theme song was yeah 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 remember oh oh it's a good one mixology mixology great show uh, then I also have uh, Seinfeld Seinfeld yes Seinfeld I feel like I like those shows specifically I'm gonna get into mixology and Seinfeld real quick because um, they're relatable Seinfeld specifically because a lot of the things that happen in the show you're just like oh snap Mm-hmm. That can happen to me too in real life. So it's like that's where you get that's where that's where Seinfeld's humor comes from, right? Uh, with mixology, it's about you know us guys. It's about a guy he's trying to find a girl uh, to have sex with for the night. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're being honest, that's pretty that's pretty much. That's really what the show is what about, it is. you know. Uh, and it's kind of just like, oh my gosh, you know, um, uh, back in the day, David was very insecure about himself. Yes. It's like, so we all just like watch the show. It's like, oh yeah, rooting for this nerd. You're you know, right. he's just like, who gets the hot girl at the end. It's like, yeah, that could also be me, you know. So that was, I found it to be a really good show. You know, it was funny. And then Brooklyn Nine-Nine is still airing today. Uh, <laughs> a lot of things, a lot of specific things in the show were like, uh, after like someone makes like a uh, joke, mm-hmm. they'll like zoom in the camera. You right. Know? It's like that type of stuff that you can just catch because you're older. It just makes the show just hilarious and aspect. And there's characters on the show that just, who just know how to uh, make you laugh. Make you laugh, right. That show is funny, I think. I, it's so, it's doing so well in ratings and in, um, that's what I'm looking for, in viewership. Right. Is that it's actually, it's just genuinely funny. Like, the show is just funny. It doesn't try yes. to do, you know, too much in terms of anything else. It just focuses on being funny. I know it does have, uh, you know, uh, these storylines that kind of run through each episode. There is character development in the show, too. But I think that even the reason why Seinfeld works so much, which is a fantastic show. Great comedy. Great comedy. Is that it, it is pretty much strictly just funny, and that's what it's doing, and it does it very well. Um, there's also a show that, that I watch that... Um, I think is hilarious. It just came on. It comes on TBS. Have you heard of Angie Tribeca before? I've heard of it, but I never got into it. Never got into it. It, it has um, Rashida Jones in it. I think she was in The Office for a little bit, and then she's also in Parks in uh, Parks and Rec. And that show was funny because <sighs> they they, into it. they do a lot of tongue in cheek jokes a lot because uh, I, couldn't of, fi- I couldn't find myself laughing watching the show I, I tried which know, one uh, uh, Parks and Recs my sister what? showed me if I, you know, the first episode I just never laughed it's like <laughs> I tried I tried but it's never got into it have you seen The Office before 
You never, never watched The Office? Never watched The Office. No one judge me, please. I'm going to get into it this summer. You might have to end the show right here. Chill, uh, <laughs> Dude, watch The Office. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's, I think it's one of the first show comedies I watched that didn't have a laugh track on it. What? And I think that, yeah, that just makes it even more funny because it's hilarious and how awkward some situations can be. And how aloof and, and dumb the characters can act, but it's so heartwarming at the same time. It, it, it's, it's a good, and it's a good reflection of of the um, the American the American workforce. I kind of wish that I had a job like that. You know, desk jobs kind of suck, which is where it takes place. This company <laughs> called Dunder Mifflin. Uh-huh. But the things these guys do when their boss leaves is hilarious, or when their boss is there, it's too funny. Remember, it's a TV show, though. The real life sucks. Right. Advice <laughs> <laughs> from David, everybody. It's a good. It's always a good reminder. Right. Oh, uh, uh, man. So with that, I think we're going to just wind down a little bit. But I know there is something that. I also kind of wanted to read, and this is another article. I just I just been obsessed with finding articles that talk about what make a TV show uh, good. Right. I just find that very interesting, um, and it says that culture. Uh, this is a article from uh, CNN written by Barbara uh, Kenley Slide uh, from October fifteenth, two thousand and three, and in this article she talks about how familiar familiarity in TV shows. Those are things that really uh, draw people in, keep them together. And if you have, uh, obviously, good writers, good production, and good cast. But I think writers and cast are one of the big things that make a TV show great. And that you have this show, this synopsis in your show, that allows the characters to grow. That allows the characters to kind of just expand over time. And it's not too... um, that's what I'm looking for. That the show is, is not too uh, restrictive on what can happen in the show. That's why The Simpsons is still on TV today because they created a world that is so open to so many different storylines, uh, parodies of other TV shows and other movies and pop culture, mm-hmm. and it can still comment on the happenings of present day as you know time moves on. Um, it's because of that. That's why The Simpsons is so successful because they have that perfect and formula, and also why TV shows like like 60 Minutes are still on TV today, yeah. which obviously is a different kind of TV show. But I think having it as a, a, a the news segment kind of show that also has a familiarity, um, just continue on as it goes on. It, it knows it, it lets people always know that it'll always be on a certain time and at a certain place. Um, so as we wind down. Our conversation on uh, Millennials Guide to TV. David, do you have anything that you want to say before you dip out? Person of interest, Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead. That is all. <laughs> so that's just that's it. You're just gonna name three TV shows. Those are your final your final words. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's the, that's what the uh, that's what came to mind. Um, but on a serious note, uh, yeah, just uh, find what you love, what you enjoy. But at the same time, make sure that you're just not watching it just because, but because you want to get something out of the show. So there are a couple things I want to say before we conclude it. Um, I think that it would be very unfortunate if I did not just really stress 
how important television can be and you know just teaching us about our humanity beliefs and worldviews all media including tv is sending some sort of message whether we want to pay attention to it or not shows like louis address the life of a lonely single father in a world that makes it hard to succeed but it's hilarious because he's a stand-up comedian so he has that funny dark humor plugged in there mr robot speaks on technology hacking isolation and fighting against a corrupt america and it really makes you wish you could do something to save the world too and that's only the tip of the iceberg of the show friday night lights which is a great show that came on nbc depicts a picture of a great american town and how they unite under their football team and truly rise above the obstacles that they all face together. True Detective, which is one of my personal favorites, and its themes of nihilism and the cyclical battle between good and evil juxtaposed against, you know, the classic elements of a cop show was something that I really, really resonated with. I can go on and on, but the point is, is that in whatever you choose to watch, May it explore themes that open your mind and broaden your worldview. Watching TV, just to watch TV, is like reading a novel just to read. Stay smart.